From underneath a pile of forgotten blankets in the back of my closet, welcome to 36 Questions to Fall in Love with Abby. In this mini-series, I explore the 36 questions to fall in love, a study by psychologist Arthur Aaron, popularized by the New York Times essay by Mandy Len Katrin, with six men I barely know. If you've never heard of the 36 questions, definitely go back and listen to the intro episode. You can find that in my podcast archive. Anywhoozle, let's get to it. I met Will at the Arts District Brewery, where we played a lively round of skee-ball and talked over craft beers. We went up to his apartment and set up the audio equipment, with his mini Bernadoodle Leo listening to us under the coffee table. He has piercing blue eyes, a beard, some tattoos, and an extremely contagious positive attitude. So sit back, relax, and listen to the first two sets of the 36 questions with Will. So the first question that I wanted to ask, what does love mean to you? So love can mean a lot of things. There's different sorts of love, and we all know that. Like People talk about how the Greeks had many words for it. Uh, I think today there's people who view love as a noun and people who view love as a verb. I myself view love as a verb. Pe- people who talk about this noun love, I believe that's more of like a fruit of the verb. Like, you can actively love someone and be proactive about that. There's a story, actually, about um, a man who goes to someone and he's like, I don't love my wife anymore. Um, what should I do? And the, other, the sage responds, just love her. And the guy's like, I told you I don't love her anymore. And the sage responds, like, no, that's a great reason to actively love her if you want to reproduce that fruit. And I think there's people in this world who believe, like, it exists as a noun, and like it's either there or it's not, or you can make it a practice in the verb where okay. you actively love someone, whether that be a father or romantic partner or a friend. Because remember, there's many different types of love, but yeah, of course. there is the noun and the verb. Okay, great. I love that. Yeah. Now I get to hear your answer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that love to me is accepting someone for who they are their flaws and what's nice about them but just like knowing that you're going to be super annoyed with them and like what what they do might not always make you happy or might not always be perfectly in tune with with you but you accept them for who they are i just feel like that is love because you can't put someone on a pedestal and expect them to be perfect Mm. but when you accept them for being imperfect then you love them for who they truly are. Would you say that these uh, these imperfections, we'll call them weaknesses, that they can either be complement the partner, like the strengths complement the weaknesses, um, weaknesses complement the strengths. So mm-hmm. take my mother for example. She's a bit anxious. She's a bit high energy. 
and she gets a lot done with that. So it's a weakness that becomes a strength because my dad gives her the security to confidently go out and achieve those things. Yeah. I think that um, that is fully love to give someone the security to be their best self. Mm. Um, okay, so let's start. The first question is, if you could invite anyone in the world to dinner, who would it be? I would choose Abraham Lincoln because uh, <laughs> he was good at wow. dealing with people. He knew how to analyze a situation and show what he needed to show and give what he needed to give to get an optimal result. So let's take an example of uh, how he dealt with people. There was a battle where he asked the general to advance at some point, and the general did not, and he lost the battle. Rather than write a letter, well, he wrote a letter that he didn't send that was kind of scathing to the general. Um, but how he actually dealt with the situation is he felt the empathy that the general must have had for the men and the certain situation of being there. And instead of just scathing the general and coming off with that harsh negative energy, he kind of switched his mindset. So you want to invite him to dinner because you want to hear like his side of the story or why he decided to do that? I think dealing with people is very important in life. There's so mm -hmm. many different kinds of people that we should interact with in different ways. And hearing how he would approach different situations, I feel, would help benefit my interactions with others as I grow up. Yeah. You know, and different leadership positions, management. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really good leader. Was a good leader. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just saw his monument in D.C. in no November. It was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Why were you in D.C.? Visiting friends. Oh, cool. Yeah. A lot of my friends live there from college. So for me, if I could invite anyone in the world to dinner, I would invite my grandparents when they were my age because I just wanted to see what they were like back then. And two of them, two out of four are dead. So I just think that would be really nice. What would you get from that? Like what you would gain insight into your family and your history and where yeah. different things that became part of you came from is that it or? yeah I just kind of want to see like what what they were like because all I know is my experience of being a kid and like yeah they've like, seen so much of the world and part of like their genes became your genes yeah their genes became they they made me and they made me who I am okay next question would you like to be famous and what the same answers for these questions or do you switch them I don't know <laughs> I just have my answers. Cool. Yeah. I might switch. This one is pretty. I was just curious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. The second question is, would you like to be famous in what way? I can go first um, because I know that I, I don't want to be famous like household name, people, paparazzi following me everywhere. Like, I want to be able to go out at a restaurant and not be flagged down. And, like, I, I want to be able to be a person that can have a real life. Yeah, I, w I wouldn't want to be famous either. Saying yes to that question would kind of be like, yes, I want this social status or, like, fame, people to know me. That's where I want to derive my sense of importance. Yeah. And if you're deriving your sense of importance based on the views of others, that'll ultimately... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? You're the writer. What's the lead to uh, starts with a C? Conceit. 
You can see maybe, but it, it'll be a downfall if you're just deriving your sense of importance from other people. It's shallow. Your sense of concern is on things you can't necessarily yeah. control other people's views. Yeah, everything is about how you look to other people. It's external instead of like deriving your worth from internal things. Yeah. Yeah. The third question is, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? Of course. It depends how important the call is. Mm-hmm. What I need to convey. Is it okay that I'm going first or should we just? Yeah. Cool. Just yeah. So flow. depending how important the call is and the topic at hand, of course, I, I, I would like rehearse. I told you in job interviews to tell me about yourself. I think it's important to actually rehearse that and have a very confident answer that starts the discussion off on the right tone. There's yeah. definitely certain places where it's incredibly valuable to do that. Yeah, I agree. I rehearse things if it's like a really important call where what I say is imperative to how the call goes like a job interview or I'm calling a friend because I want to talk about something serious that I I can't do in person then I'll rehearse what I have to say but if I'm just calling someone like to talk and say hi I don't usually rehearse but I do have something in mind in terms of like what I want to talk about because it would just be weird to call someone and them be like what's up and you're like I don't know nothing (laughs) Do you ever, like, make bullet points for the things you want to go through? Like, when you talk to someone. I guess we all do. Because as humans, we're able to put ourselves in a situation before we experience it. Did you just say humans? Yeah. Oh, is that how you pronounce it? No. (laughs) It's humans, I know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nice catch. Sorry. Yeah. But, like, humans have this uncanny... humans (laughs) humans <laughs> humans have this uncanny ability to uh <laughs> analyze how they're going to be in different situations yeah for sure okay i'm gonna go don't let my speech bug you too much <laughs> <laughs> but um, please correct it thank I you i will i will so number four what could what would constitute a perfect day for you well where am i living is it like right here yeah let's say perfect day in la it's a sunny day. Honestly, like going out to Joshua Tree with my dog and a friend and doing some climbing would be a perfect day. Coming back, taking a nap, going to a bar or a concert. And it can get like more elaborate than that, but the core getting outdoor time, mm-hmm. good company, and a little fun. Those <laughs> are like, I guess, the three What's core not concerts. to like? Yeah, I. Have a really similar answer. I think it would be, you know, you get good sleep, wake up. I think ideally I would be waking up with someone that I'm with. Mm. That'd be nice. Um, and then like having coffee immediately. Really good coffee. You love your coffee. I love my coffee. And then, uh, I mean, maybe starting out with like a yoga class and getting outside, going for a hike or a walk, and then kind of chilling. Maybe going to a, a outdoor like brunch spot or lunch and then going back home maybe reading a book just doing something alone for an hour or two and then going back and like being social going out with friends maybe to like a a party with all of my closest friends oh that'd be a ton of fun yeah your answer was way more elaborate than mine sorry i just need i just need these certain like aspects of the day yeah it's all valid um Five, when did you last sing to yourself or to someone else? Fucking too much, dude. Today? <laughs> yeah. 
I definitely sang to myself today in the car. Can we get a can we get a performance? Mm. Can we get uh, the listener uh, isn't gonna know unless they get like an example. Oh god. Um I'm really obsessed with this song right now by Mr. Kitty. I don't know if you know who that is. Oh, I, I Do you I, actually I'm know? Familiar. Yeah, I heard him the other day actually. Oh, because I probably probably yeah. showed it to you. Yeah. yeah. But I'm probably going to cut that out because I don't want the audience to know that we know each other. That's why I worded that back. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I was into that song and I was was playing that song again, like on repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah. Um, When did I last sing to myself? Probably um, 10 minutes ago. I was singing (laughs) Haim. Yeah. So you sang and you sang for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted your yeah, I wanted your opinion on stuff. Yeah. yeah. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? 100% the mind. Oh yeah. 100% Hundo the P. mind. Hundo P mind. Like can you imagine the other side of that like having a body of a 30-year-old and forgetting like your son's name or yeah, your daughter's name? Yeah, so like, weird. Like pe- people go up to you being like Hey, ma'am, here's your car keys. And you're like, what the fuck is a car? I I don't remember what a car is. You can't do anything. And people are going to be like, what's wrong with this 30-year-old that he's forgetting his car keys? Versus if you're older and your mind is sharp, people are going to be like, this woman or man is awesome. I want to hang out with them. Like, (laughs) they're sick. I want to be the cool old guy. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be the, like, 30-year-old that, like, there's some mental issues going (laughs) on. Yeah, exactly. Because he's freaking 90 in the mind. Yeah. Yeah, we agree on that one. Seven, do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Ba-dum-bum. Me, no. I mean, no. Do you have a hunch about how you like might have died before if reincarnation exists? I think I am very lucky. Very, very lucky. So sometimes, like, I, I'm so grateful for the life that I've been given and... Um, things just happen maybe i should knock on wood right now but i've I've had a very lucky oh no it's not no one's coming to no one's coming to the door leo leo there's a dog here um so i'm a very lucky person and think things have pretty much worked out obviously bad things have happened to me like everyone but everyone yeah everyone yeah but by and large things have been very good in my life i don't have a hunch about how i am gonna die because like who knows mm-hmm. but i do have a hunch that in the past i was murdered by someone either really like, choked or something that's really interesting why a hunch i guess it's just in the back of your mind like or do you sometimes feel your neck tighten and I you're mean, like, like this is the hand of the murderer it must have some sort of like thing in the unconscious so honestly like it could be a dream that like i'm taking as a hunch or something do you have a recurring dream of that? No, I don't dream that much. Okay. Um, in the past, I felt like I, I had some sort of like that dream. Mm-hmm. But I mean, That's interesting. We can go down that realm if you want, because it could be sleep paralysis or things like that. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have the opposite from that actually. Or I don't have mm. it that much anymore. But for years, I would have, I would wake up and feel like there's a presence in the room, but I could move. So mm. and that became kind of iffy because once I thought there was someone in my room like on my dresser moving 
and it looked like a shadow and I was like fully awake. I was like blinking, slapping my face a little bit, like trying to make sure that I'm awake and I was fully awake and there was still someone moving on the dresser. Did you walk to it? Yeah, I walked up to it and I was like, what the fuck? You walked to it. And I walked to it and it was moving. And you were asleep. And I was half asleep, I guess. But I didn't, I couldn't feel it. In the moment, I felt like I was fully awake. I'm sorry you went through that. That seems really terrifying. Yeah. I, I've been through a lot of it. Um, like, it happens a lot. Is Not as much anymore. Is this uh, an actual th- uh, diagnosed thing? Uh, by like my therapist, drugs? maybe. She's like, yeah, you have some anxiety. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> um, the club, Abby. Yeah. But it's when your REM cycle gets uh, mixed up with your waking state. And so your mind is still in REM. Like you're still seeing dream stuff, but your body is awake and alert. Um, so I'll see stuff in the room and I don't need to go into it very hard, but then I'll be, I'll be able to like move. So once I almost threw a chair at the wall because I thought it was a guy in my room like being creepy. Uh, and then I does this still happen today? No, I it hasn't happened in like a few months. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Inter- let's go to the next question. That's a that's a good section. What do you like the viewers? Text us now at nine one one. At nine one one emergency. <laughs> yeah. Call in. Call in. Call in to our uh, hotline. Nine one one. Number eight, name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. Like Cute. Deep or shallow stuff. What, um, let's go shallow. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> there's so many, like, deep things. Yeah. Um, we are white. I mean, that's pretty shallow. Yeah. Surface level. Um, both love dogs. We do. Um, we, we have. both have anxiety. I guess that's not a shallow. Yeah. We have light eyes, or you have blue eyes. I have green eyes. We both have beautiful eyes. <laughs> you might Thank cut you. that out. <laughs> no, it's funny. Um, yeah. Okay. Nine. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? Do you want to go first, or? You know my answer. Leo. My family. Oh. To be raised by such incredible people to help instill good values with me that I can take to life in my interactions with others and really just share the knowledge that they've given me with the world. I'm so grateful for this beautiful father and mother that are so talented and can instill me with the gifts to give back to the world. That was beautiful. (sighs) Thanks, Abby. I hope Mike caught it. (laughs) I hope so too. Yeah, I mean... Like I was saying before, I feel very lucky. Things in my life have gone really well. A lot of times I get kind of emotional about it Mm. when I'm in like specific situations. Like I went to this concert a few months ago and um, just got very emotional because I was like, oh my God, I get to experience this. What concert was it? Um, I saw Men I Trust. It was in October. And um, yeah, I was like, this is so nice. I just get to go to a concert and have fun. I'm young and have everything ahead of me. And that's all because of my friends and family and the people like my ancestors who struggled 
survived and like the fact that I'm here is because one of my ancestors in the desert or in a cave managed to not die by like the million things that they could die from back then, which yeah. is pretty rare. It's, it's incredible. You seem to sometimes talk about your ancestors and grandparents a, a lot. Does that tie into like your identity a lot? I think that when I went to, I, I, when I lived in Europe and I went to Budapest, I just felt this weird connection because my, my, uh, grandparents' parents were from Hungary. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of a stupid, like, girl goes stupid. to Europe and is like, oh my God, it's my, not my ancestors. It's your feelings. Yeah. And, like, I learned a lot about the Holocaust and I just feel really, really lucky. Yeah. So, 10. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? I feel like I was raised pretty well. I had pretty good childhood some things annoyed me where like they would keep things from me out of respect or out of like, they didn't want to upset me. And so they wouldn't tell me until it was already happening. And then I would feel blindsided. Mm. How do you think that affects you today? Do you think that has like affected you at all today? Yeah. I think that makes me, it's a good question. I think that makes me assume the worst sometimes when nothing's wrong. In the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, well, at any moment, someone could tell me that this horrible thing is going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see what you mean. I can I can see that. Um, are you aware of like there's your circle of concern and there's like your inner circle of things you can control and can't control? Mm hmm. It only helps to it helps to establish what's within your control and in your circle of concern and what's in the concern but outside of your control and distinguish what you have and you can change and by changing that your inner circle and your circle of influence grows am i getting off topic i'm getting off topic sorry abby <laughs> what about you if you could change anything about the way you were raised what, what would it be have i ever talked to you about boarding school yeah you yeah. wish that you hadn't gone yeah it definitely was useful and helped make me the person I am today. But I wish I hadn't gone for so long. I wish I had been closer to my family during that time in my life. How long did you go? Was it four years or more than that? I went from sixth grade to like 12th grade. Oh, wow. Because I went to Eagle Brook for middle school and we wore suits. Mm -hmm. Great, great school. A lot of kids went to you like Phillips Exeter. Yeah, every day. Oh. Are you imagining That's that cute. now? Yeah. Yeah, and we would go into the dining hall and then in our suits and then a little meeting before the day and do class. Um, same in high school, we had to wear suits. But it was great schools. A lot of kids went to like Exeter and then Suffield. We had a lot of people go to Ivy Leagues. But I would have rather just been with my family at home. Yeah. I kind of wanted to go to boarding school when I was looking at high schools. And then my mom let me go to the info sessions for a couple of them. But then mm. when I really brought it up seriously, she was like, you're not going. That's nice. I'm glad you got to stay home with your family, you know. it's Yeah, but a part of me kind of wanted to go too. Like, it, it seemed really fun. And there was one boarding school where you got a horse. Ooh, like which every, school was Is that in California? Yeah. Or I don't remember where it was, but every, <laughs> every student st got a horse to take care of. <laughs> I was like, this is sick. It was called Thatcher, I think. And you have to, like, make a fire. 
you have to learn how to make a fire. It was very um, sur- it was survivalist kind of. <laughs> you kind of like like this wilderness survival thing quite a bit. It seems I like. I do. Yeah. yeah. In high school, there was this thing called a vision quest, where you sign up and you go into wilderness into the wilderness for three days alone, and they prep you for it. And everyone goes together, but then they make their own separate camps, like maybe a mile away from each other. So you feel alone, but you're not really. What do you bring? What do you get to bring? Is it like you can only bring a hatchet, like that book that we all read in middle school? What? Am I the only one who read Hatchet? I don't, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> Never about. Never mind. Um, I didn't actually end up going on Vision Quest because I wanted to, and I you have to apply. And I wrote this really beautiful essay about how much I wanted to do it, and they didn't choose me, so I'm still a little bit bitter about it. I can always do it myself, though. Yeah, if you just want to walk. I can just walk into the wilderness. <laughs> you should write I'm that just bitter back. about it. Be like, fuck you. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck walk you. I'm going to do anyway. it. Take two minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. I'm going to start the timer. Okay, ready? So I think we I just briefly talked about boarding school, so that's a good start. Uh, I went to boarding school for quite a while, and then I ended up, deciding to go to Skidmore College. It was nothing new, you know, I've been at boarding school for so long, living away from the family really was just like another boarding school, almost. So I go to Skidmore College in the woods, so beautiful. I love being in like the Adirondacks. Something about the smell of pine trees is just so ingrained as part of my soul. Um, That's when I made some really close friends got really into music, learned how to like build communities and scenes within what was going on at the college. Um, By the end of my four years there, (laughs) I had a close group of friends who I love still today. I mean, one of them visited from Monterey a few weeks ago. Um, I was making events that would support local charities, whether that be uh, festivals for like the Hunger Project or even just doing stuff at local breweries. Um, how much do I have? Only 44? Oh, man. I skipped over so much. All right, cool. So after college, lived in New York for six years. That was uh, tough, you know, the New York hustle struggle. Um, I moved to Australia because in New York I was doing music, so I started that wedding band. And in Australia I was seeing friends who study abroad, but also, like, a central goal was to start the band there. So then I had two bands working for me, came back to the States, I uh, was doing that and probably would still be doing that today if the pandemic hadn't hit. Changed to software engineering. Um, worked really hard. Got this job at Microsoft. Moved to LA. Got this little tiny guy who's the love of my life. And here we are. Perfect. You guys already heard my answer for this. So I'm going to spare you the two minutes that are just going to be the same. Um, so we're going to move on to the next question. And we're done. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. How do you think if you had taken the path of doctor and went down that, you said ultimately it wouldn't be right for you, which I agree, but I want to know in your words why you think it wouldn't be right for you. Because I don't know if I could handle the pressure of having people's lives in my hands, you know? Yeah. Also, would you say you're an emotional person? Like you feel emotions very strongly? Yeah. 
it's a very intimate dealing with death as a doctor. Yeah. And it almost requires heavy compartmentalization. For sure. Do you think that would have switched who you are today, like, very impactfully? Yes. You'd be so different, I think, Abby, if you had went down that path. Yeah. My grandpa was a doctor, and um, that was one reason. I, I just really looked up to him so much, and he was really proud that I was going down that path. I so. think he'd be really proud today of the person you currently are. And Thank you. And if he knew the things nice. that you went through, I think he'd be proud that you didn't go through that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, he's, I think he died when I was still a pre-med. If you could wake up tomorrow, having gained any one quality and ability, what would it be? I am going to go first. I want to talk to animals. That's awesome. Yeah. Any animal. Like, you know, in the Lord of the Rings, when, um, uh, what's his name, Gandalf talks to the little butterfly and like in his butterfly language. Yeah. It's so cute. And like, that's so badass too, just talk to a butterfly and then it creates, and then this like huge winged thing comes and and rescues him. That's such a cool power. Is there any power that lets you fly and teleport? Is there a telekinesis kind of thing? Because telekinesis, you get to fly. Isn't that moving objects? But you can move yourself. You're an object, right? (laughs) That's a good point. You know what? Stopping time. Because I feel like that could tie into flying. Mm -hmm. Or time travel. Time travel, travel, 100%. I'm going with that. Okay, time travel. We're locking it in. Um, If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, future or anything else what would you want to know this is a question that i don't like very much because i can't ever think of my answer for it i don't think i wouldn't want to know how i die because that would just ruin everything like ruin every moment oh my god i would just be anxious thinking about it every time i wouldn't want to know i wouldn't want to know too much because i think that would take the fun out of a lot of life yeah. If it's like you are going to be successful and live in Cancun for the rest of your life, then I would just be like waiting until I move to Cancun and it, it just would be boring. It doesn't have to. Does it say that it has to be about your life or oh the future or anything? So it yeah. could be like what happened to D.B. Cooper, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if we apply that raised scope when it's mm-hmm. not applied to us as individuals i think this becomes a pretty interesting question yeah anything are aliens real yeah it's a good one i think i'm gonna find when are aliens real when are they gonna come so how do we find out about aliens yeah i I think aliens is a good is a good uh good point but i don't want to steal your answer Um, you can steal my answer We're, we're pretty similar (laughs) If you want to know about aliens, oh, but then we'd be using the same question for two questions. You know, we might as well split the question on the crystal ball. Yeah. Are ghosts real? Or or maybe what is, is there an afterlife? Yes, Abby. Yes. Yes. We got to find this crystal ball and we got the two good questions for it. Yeah. Are there aliens and is there, what what happens after we die? Because that is the real question, you know? If it's nothing, I'm okay with that. 
I already think it's nothing. Would that change your morality? No, okay, you already th- said you I think, already so. think yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, all right, cool. But let's say they said it is something and you're going to go to a beach or or you're going to go to the mountains and you can choose and or you're going to be in like lava forever. <laughs> like if heaven and hell is real, then maybe that would change my morality. Not that I think I'm like immoral, but I obviously wouldn't want to be trapped in lava for a million years. Mm. So, okay. Is there something that you've dreamt of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? I've dreamed of doing for a while. Um, going to New Zealand again. I want to travel back there. Or, you know what? Scratch New Zealand, Alaska. So traveling. Yes. Is that the end of your answer? I mean, I can I elaborate and make it like a, a better answer. Nah. I mean, cut, you know what? Cut me off. off. Let's go with your answer. Okay. <laughs> well, I would have said before this podcast would, it would have been to make a podcast. So I'm happy that I'm doing it now. And, um, the Pacific crest trail is something that I've been thinking of doing because I wrote the screenplay about it and I want to do, I don't want to do all of it, but I kind of want to do part of it. Like the John Weir trail or something. John Muir? What did I say? Weir? <laughs> no, John, John Muir Trail. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, like the most beautiful parts. Uh, not that it, all of it isn't mm. beautiful, but probably like the northern Seattle. Oh, that's a beautiful or area. Or not the Seattle part, but Washington area. That's, that's beautiful. Washington's so green. You know, yeah. you know it kind of reminds me of Vermont, like pretty yeah. heavily. Yeah, those Very pine trees. What's the greatest accomplishment of your life? It hasn't happened yet. Like, you mean currently? Yeah, so far. Having the ability to bring people together to achieve more. I feel like there's several scenarios that I've been able to bring people together to achieve more. And um, I would I would say that. I would say graduating from college. Because it was just a culmination of... 20 years of school. Um, and then I, I wrote, for my thesis, I wrote a screenplay. And I talked, and I um, did a full read-through with actors that I cast that were actors um, in the school. And that was really fun. And what made it feel like a greatest accomplishment? Like, what's the, the core of why it was a greatest accomplishment? Because it was just like, I really felt like I was synthesizing all of the things that I'd learned in school and socially into one thing. And then I, and I did it and people liked it. So your greatest accomplishment was taking all the things that you've learned and have been striving for and creating something great that could be appreciated by others. Yeah. I think that ties a lot to your goals right now in your career. More with like the screenwriting, I would say, but. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It felt like... Sorry to drill you on that. Be, no, it's good because people liked it a lot and I I got like good feedback. And that made me feel like it was a validation of the path. That people like critiqued you and you also were like you're on the right... Sorry that I drill you on this. I'm just trying to get to like the core of it, you know? Yeah, no, it's good. Introspection is the point. Um, what do you value most in a friendship? Being there when the other person really needs you. I want to be that person for my friends. 
and I want them to be there for me if I need them. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. Yeah, I agree. That and um, being able to call it or yeah, be real with the other person, like tell it like it is. Yeah, I, I feel like you do that, and it's a really great skill to have. You're also good at um, wording it well. Really? Because you can be real with people, and it won't go well if you word it badly. Right. If it's like a pushback, or I'm just going to get like that same pushback. Yeah. So it's a, a real art to like not only have that critique, but do it in a tactful way. Yeah, it's really important for me to like have a friend, a good friend who I can be honest with they be honest with me they can tell me hey abby you're like you're on the wrong path or this is not the right decision um okay what is your most treasured memory i want to hear yours for this probably i had just the perfect day in amsterdam that i really treasure um where i I just like we went to the Van Gogh Museum and then we went into the park and it was just the most beautiful day. It was just really fun. And like I was with friends traveling while I was studying abroad and um, I, I just felt so lucky to be there. And the weather was great. And I felt very at peace. So and then I was in this park and this guy was like playing guitar right next to us as we were chilling on the grass and it just like couldn't get more perfect than that yeah i feel like the core of this is like just that feeling of being loved by friends and sharing in that emotion with others there's different cherished memories i have from like things in tasmania when i was through hiking Mm -hmm. and being self-sufficient being by myself and like the first through hike if I, like, I remember hiking mountains and being like, no one else is on this. If I fall, no one's finding the body for days. Wow. That was also the long trail. I've had that feeling. But um, I feel like most of these cherished memories involve nature and friendship. Definitely cherished memories of, like, friends in college, some of the adventures we went on in parks, memories with Grizz hiking, who, uh, for the listener, that's a uh, through hiking buddy that... I was close with it's hard to pick just one things with family and my father yeah this is so this is kind of a a downer question bring Um, it i love it (laughs) what is your most terrible memory so the most terrible memory isn't when it's happening to me but when it's happening to others like things where when i learned my friend calvin from middle school had been in and out of rehab and was never gonna succeed like we thought he was in middle school um when my cousin died and like i felt the pain of his younger brother who i'm we're probably like the two closest cousins jason Mm -hmm. and when my cousin his brother died it both split up his parents and he had to be so strong for his mom his mom was my uh, mom's younger sister. Mm-hmm. And she already had a childhood of my mom overachieving and wanting to like hang out with her older sister and being kind of swept to the side. Mm-hmm. What went on with his family, Jason had to just like keep it all together. Mm-hmm. And now he's like at GE and accomplished so much. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, I guess 
it's when things happen to others. Thank you for sharing. Um, my most painful memory was when I had a very hard moment in high school when I came back from a summer camp and my dad and my mom and dad told me that my dad had cancer and but he's okay now but it was just hard because it was like they didn't want to tell me I kind of alluded to it before but they didn't want to tell me while I was at camp because they didn't want it to like ruin the camp experience for me which is fine but I was just mad at them because I was like why didn't like this has already been going on of course you were mad you know and I just flashed before my eyes the fact that like he could never he might not like see me grow up get married have kids and that just changed a lot of things I'm sorry, so Abby, I'm sorry you went through that. yeah he got into like a, a drug trial that um worked that's that's yeah. amazing it's really amazing I'm so happy yeah uh if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly we're getting really dark um <laughs> would you change anything about the way you're now living and why i would probably move home or i would like live closer to my parents and family and my sister then i would do more like experience stuff like being outside doing more art creating more things that are going to last and then like having experiences that I want to do that I like haven't done yet like traveling yeah yeah what about you the barometer that I see of success at the end of the life I was reading that book and that exercise of when you imagine your own funeral and your friends and your family and your coworkers come like mm -hmm. what will they say about you what, not what will they say, but what do you want them to say about you? And once you really think of that question, you get a barometer of what you think success at the end is and something you can make your goals that you strive to. Things I would do differently if it was a year. I would tell my friends I love them more. I would support others as strongly as I could in their goals. I probably would honestly like try to stop thinking about my own goals and think yeah. how I could help others achieve like look at things from their point of view and what they want to accomplish and come at it with an understanding of empathy of how I can help them accomplish this with the remaining time that I had yeah that's a really good point I like that I forgot to add that I would I would like write long letters to everyone oh. and then give them to them you'd write such good letters <laughs> thank you <laughs> um, what does friendship mean to you this is kind of a similar question to the one before, but it's a little bit different. There's so many different types of friendship. There's yeah. people that we keep on the outer circle. There's people that we keep on the inner circle of friendship. Mm -hmm. Friendship's such like a general term. I don't know how to answer this. Like, do you mean close friends? Do you mean like almost acquaintances? I wouldn't call acquaintances friends. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. But there's still like friends that are there's like tears. tangentially. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What would you say? Uh, I would say it's the person that you that you keep in contact with when you want to when something happens. It's like the person that you you reach towards when when you want to tell them how your day went. It's someone that you share experiences with and someone you have fun with, someone you laugh with, someone that doesn't judge you. 
friends, friends, you mentioned that, uh, like being real with your friends is important. Mm-hmm. So how does that apply to this judgment? Like we can be wearing silly outfits, completely comfortable. You so know? that's what you mean by judgment. Yeah. Like, like you don't have to dress up. I feel like people who have friendships where you, you have to dress up and like look a certain way and act a certain way and then do the things that you think looks good and write the posts on Instagram. I think, I think friends can judge each other on the important stuff to make each other better. Well, that's what I mean by like staying real. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not judging. It's like, that's caring about someone. So what does friendship mean to you? Having fun together being there like you'll keep it light and friendly and have fun yeah, but like, like when laughing but in certain situations you'll like just be real like hey man like back in college thank you for this and like touching on some real stuff yeah you did not even back in college maybe like a week ago or something yeah it's like the ability to have that reminiscence with, with someone the, the nostalgia yeah. also even like currently when some of my friends do noble things i i like giving honest compliments that are just very sincere to what they're doing. It's nice. I'm really proud that you started that program at, at work that like helps the food banks or acknowledges native lands or something like that. Yeah, that makes people feel seen. Friends help friends accomplish their goals. What roles do love and affection play in your life? So I view love and death as the two like highest high and the lowest low. What role does love play in my life as like a motivator for my actions and how I live my life? So I feel like in my life, love manifests itself on wanting others to succeed. Whether that be a friend gaining the confidence to play guitar at some open mic or just like realizing Mm. uh, the goals of friends or family and helping them accomplish those goals. I think that's like an important part about love, like realizing the other person's point of view and wanting to help them. And if they're on a wrong path, sometimes you might put a little bit of like your outlook to be like, maybe we should try to push this in this direction. Yeah. That feels like friendship to me. That does. Yeah. It can be with a partner or family. If you, if it depends well, on what w- love we're talking about. Do you mean romantic a, love? Well, with a romantic partner, I would want to be friends too. Yeah. It's like the same thing. Um, I guess that's what role it most commonly plays in my life currently. Yeah. With romantic partners, um, affection is important for me. And like physical touch. I just don't want to be like never touching, you know. I want to. You want to feel secure, I think, right? Yeah. It's just nice to have that. To be with someone that doesn't mind like holding hands and won't be weird. I love that. Yeah. And that's that comes down to being there when someone needs you, you know, giving you that sense of security when things are hard mm-hmm. or just having that so you can explore the world in confidence, like having a secure base. And this can also tie back to like how we interpret childhood, like our mothers or our parents giving us that sense of security when we're a kid to go out and explore the world in confidence. Because if that parent figure leaves the room when the kid's playing with toys or something the kid forgets about the toys and what they could do here 
Yeah, wasn't you know? that a very famous psychological study? It was, That they yeah. did with children? You're correct. Yeah, which is great. Like, it shows that when the mother is there, the kid, the child is able to play more and, and do more, right? It feels comfortable and feels secure comfortable. exploring their out external world and confidence yeah. and learning. Because they know that they have that to go back to. And that support. Yeah, you have that comfort. Yeah. It's just needed. It's very natural. Alternate, sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five items. So I'll, so like I'll go, then you go, we'll do, we'll share like five items each. I love this. Fantastic. (laughs) You just want me to compliment you? No, I want to give you compliments. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that you're really supportive and... You make me feel safe. Yeah. I think you're incredibly smart and driven. And I think mm-hmm. when you put your mind to something, you can pretty much accomplish anything. Thank you. I think that you are very talented as a musician from what I've seen. I think you're very good at being intuitive on what your partner needs and giving that. Um... Is that accurate? That's, that's how I feel. Like, yeah, very intuitive about the needs. Yeah, I just didn't want to say thank you every time if we're just oh, yeah, yeah, going. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. I think you are really good at being emotional. <laughs> it's important to be comfortable with your emotions. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can. I want to say the same thing for you. I I love how you're able to like go into the different zones of your emotions and that's such a valuable thing for the screenwriting good at like being able to feel those different depths of emotions and uh write about them and explain them appreciate it i like your tattoos so <laughs> surface but yeah i'm no i'm sorry that's surface i think i really the i like your tattoos favorite. yeah for Platypus. the viewers who might not know i have tattoos yeah he has one or he he has they're pretty detailed Two on his arm, um, one of like different planets in the solar system, and then another a platypus. How many more do do I have? This will be the fourth. It'll be so I get to I get two more. Yeah, two more. Yeah. Okay. I think you carry yourself really well. It's like I really admire how you're able to communicate. Um, I'm curious how you like interact in different social situations. Like when something's uh, difficult or uh, yeah, I just want to know how you interact with how well you carry yourself in different like leadership situations or when you're Mm -hmm. stressed or like, yeah. I'm pretty good under pressure. I bet. (laughs) The compliment was like, I admire how you carry yourself and interact. Thank you. You uh, are very, easily um like you take an interest and you're not shy about it like you you're really good at um taking an interest in in taking an interest in people that you don't know necessarily but like seeing their value and getting to know them like strangers and stuff you gotta like people are so interesting i used to think of this in new york on the subway like each person is in their own world this love, pain, death, like what they're going through in life. It's just a whole story in each person. And like 
sometimes you'll work in a customer service job and you'll become jaded to that but everyone has such like a beautiful interesting story mm-hmm. i really like the calmness that you bring to situations and just like a general energy would you say you have like a calmness that you bring yeah yeah i really appreciate that abby thank you um how close and warm is your family do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's yeah i think my childhood was happier than most other people's um my parents never got divorced they didn't fight that much i have a close relationship with my sister and them and we always had dinner together every night that was like a tradition you know and my dad cooks really well and i didn't really like want for anything they made sure that all my interests and what I wanted to do was met. Like if I wanted to do dance class, they like signed me up for dance class. If I wanted to play guitar and then they got me a guitar teacher within reason. But like I've, I had that secure base so that mm. I could go out into the world. Yeah, you, you raised a pretty amazing daughter. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'll stop with the compliments. We're done with the compliments section. My childhood like has that boarding school thing. So... um it was very happy. I was living with my friends who I loved. Like, that was super happy. But at the same time, I would have loved the happiness of being with my family more, too, which I got more later in life. But I'm kind of grateful for it happening a bit later in life because the communications with my parents are a lot more on just, like, this level of equals than, like, a child yeah. to a parent, you know? Like, I'm giving my dad book recommendations that he's very interested in telling about, like, how he and my mom relate to each other, like, how their love works. And he's like, oh, I didn't see this or this. So while I may have wished that I was closer to my family, I'm grateful that I wasn't when I was, like, in boarding school. Mm -hmm. Because when we're able to connect, like, after that, it put us on this level more of equals. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? It's a good segue. Oh, mom. oh my God. She has so much. This woman is so amazing. It has so much energy. Sorry, did you want? No. Okay. It has so much energy. It's so amazing. There's, she can get so much fucking done. She can be a lot, though. Like, that does come with, like, you'll say yes, and you'll get, like, seven texts back that all need answers. <laughs> and it's like, I'm at work. Like, I, I'll text that back, though. I'll be like, hey, I'm at work, and she'll understand. Yeah. But, yeah, my mom and I love each other, and we're very supportive and would do anything for each other, you know? That goes without saying with family, though, in, in my book. Like, you would do anything for your family. You would take a bullet for them. Mm. My mom and I have a very close relationship. We laugh a lot together. We have the same sense of humor. We can be really silly and, like, we just love the fact that whenever we get together, we, we start to talk in an accent, but like, it's just an instinctive thing where we're, we'll start like <laughs> speaking in an accent. What accent? <laughs> it's like a hillbilly accent, like kind of Southern. I don't know why. Can, just, can we hear it? No. <laughs> what if I do a hillbilly accent? Will you? No. Uh, okay. Sure. Like there's different kinds of Southern accents. You could do like a uh, Charleston gentleman. Yeah, ours isn't really like a different kind. It's just like I'm out in the tractor. That's down like Mrs. Yeah. Ippy. Yeah, it's like we are 
This is terrible. I'm, I can't get into it unless my mom is No, around. that's perfect accent for the debutante. Yeah, it's not like a highfalutin accent. Aye. Um, Do you do any other accents like Scottish? Oh, that's that's pretty good. Aye. Yeah. A great accent like on a long road trip when you don't have someone with you. So you create Scott, the Scotsman. Why is that so good? <laughs> I've been on a lot of long road trips with fucking Scott, the Scotsman. I, you know, like when I was in New Zealand, my buddy Hamish was like my travel buddy. So he would like talk a lot in Scottish accent. Sometimes break out his kilt. Yeah, I do a little uh, British accent. It's not Aye. very good, but because I watched Love Island and... <laughs> you paused uh, it. No? No, I didn't Song? pause it. All right, good. No. <laughs> Perfect. I think that people are really fit and... Um, That's Australian almost. I don't know. I'm getting like my lingo from Love, <laughs> Love Island. <laughs> I don't have the best accent. All right, well, that was the first and second sets of the 36 questions, I almost forgot the name, uh, to fall in love, and I just talked with Will, so let me know what you thought. Do we have a vibe, a connection? Do you like him? Do you like our conversation? Hit me up. Any and all comments are welcome. And definitely don't forget to tune in next week for set three. I think you're going to like it. If you like this podcast share it subscribe follow me on spotify and apple podcast if you hate spotify right now like i kind of do love you guys